Good morning, everyone. It is the 29th of November. My name is Lorna Denny, and I'm joined today by Alex Byrne and Bushra Ahmed. The week ended with pretty volatile markets on reports of the newly discovered Omicron variant of COVID-19. Safe haven assets were in demand, including longer-dated U.S. Treasury bonds and the yen. But the news brought about a weakness in the oil price, Alex. Morning, Lorna. Yes, a very interesting week for oil, as you could probably expect from what you just mentioned. The US announced the release of around 50 million barrels, or roughly half a day's global demand, from the strategic petroleum reserve that the US contains. Part of this was trying to stifle the inflation effect and also the lack of production. The price had settled back a bit as this release was well telegraphed ahead and rallied on the news. Light trading and volumes, however, into that Thanksgiving week last week didn't help the volatility. But as you mentioned, this COVID news succeeded where President Biden's tactical move might have failed in stifling demand somewhat. And remind us why the president is so focused on the price of oil. Gasoline is up around 60 to 70 percent year to date, depending on what day you look at it. Oil also has a very large part in inflation, regardless of whether you argue that it's core or not. It's a large part of what people spend on an ongoing basis. It's a very obvious source of grievance for voters into the 12-month countdown into the midterm elections now. And Biden did take some credit in the early part of his presidency for lower prices, so in part now having to see the other side of that. Yes, but otherwise in the US then, President Biden confirmed Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell will be given a second term in office. He did. That's another four years for Powell. I remember that Powell is Republican and President Trump's pointy, but Biden opted for the continuity. That continuity preferred to try not to upset markets too much, perhaps thinking Powell's doing a good job and the, the more hawkish nature is what he would like, regardless of what some in his party might have thought and expressed through various social media platforms. Indeed. So that would imply more of the same for Fed policy. That's right. So Powell was chosen in preference to Brainard, the, the more dovish candidate. So markets interpreted this as a more hawkish path policy. Indeed, FOMC minutes with some governors suggesting that the Fed should be prepared to hasten tapering, which they've obviously announced that they would be willing to do if that inflation does run too hot. And of course, the news over the weekend may or may not have an impact on that. But if we stick with politics in Germany, they have finally established a coalition government following elections at the end of September. The Green Party is one of three parties in this coalition, Bushra, and their policies have been given some prominence, it seems. Could you give us an idea of the new sense of urgency on environmental issues here? Morning. The party is expected to play a key role in dramatically stepping up Germany's climate action, which is very important because the country's GAG emissions remain quite high compared to many neighbouring European countries because of its heavily industrial economy and greater reliance on coal. To a lot of people's satisfaction, the agreement between the three parties released just last week presented some bold commitments. The key ones were powering 80% of the electricity grid with renewables within a decade, whilst at the same time putting 50 million electric vehicles on roads by 2030, phasing out coal power again by 2030, which is eight years ahead of schedule, phasing out gas for power by 2040, and finally setting a minimum carbon price of $68 per tonne. That represents a vote of confidence in their electric future and the decarbonization of the energy system. And these goals also align with the International Energy Agency's recommendation that increased renewables capacity is the most efficient way to decrease GHG emissions. All of this sit within the aim to limit temperature rise to one and a half degrees Celsius. There's some good commitments here, not the best possible, but good. The question now is, can they meet the targets? Yes, indeed. They seem to be fairly ambitious moves, but do you feel these commitments can now meet Germany's targets? 
We know there were mixed reactions to the outcomes from COP26. So a lot of the expectation for radical change is from individual governments. Overall, the view is this agreement from the incoming government is more ambitious and better than what they had before. But even so, the concern is whether it's ambitious enough. In particular, some of the timelines of the commitments have been questioned because these need to be delivered sooner if the one and a half degree aim is to be met. However, hopefully this is a good start. And given the Green Party is in charge of the key energy and climate ministries, such as the foreign policy, economy and climate and agriculture, culture. At least the governance structure is there to put climate at the center of the government and maybe even bring forward targets as more technological climate solutions become available. Yes, it's certainly a good start. But if we look shorter term, though, to the week ahead, where we were due to have an OPEC meeting on the 2nd of December, Alex, does it appear that that has now been postponed? Hadn't we seen a delay? There had been expectations that OPEC would have looked at the signs of demand weakening and expected to be fairly cautious with any output increases that they had planned, which was around 400,000 a day increase in production. And what else is on your radar for the week ahead then, Alex? So we have PMIs all across China, Europe and the US, but all look very, very stable. Whether that's because of the stage that we're at in the recovery or just the cautiousness, it's not too clear yet. On the US, we also have some non-farm payrolls. Again, very, very stable. 531 last month versus 530,000 this month expected. So very, very stable numbers. And we're expecting a very quiet market this week off the back of that. But clearly with the core variant, it's unlikely that it's going to happen. Well, wait, developments there, but thank you both very much indeed. Thank you, Lorna. Thank you.